1: From Hagar, remember we studied that in, in Genesis sixteen thirteen, where she said she called the name she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Beer Lahayray, okay. Which behold, it's between Kadesh and Bered. So we need to we so so this is a wonderful place. Because this is a place which is dedicated and named after the living one who sees. And we need to live by that well. That's a good place for us to stay. You know, it mean when we live by that well, that means that we keep in our minds the living God is watching us and He's caring for us every step of the way. No wonder that well was such a popular place for Isaac to be at and wanted to spend the rest of his life there. He he was thrilled with the fact, the idea that the living God was watching him. Now, in verse 63, we're then told something very interesting as it goes on, 62, 63. You know, there are no, in the original, there are no verse numbers there. It's just one flow, one sentence to the other. So in the next sentence, 63, uh, we're told something very interesting about Isaac. It says in verse 63, Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide. So we're told that Isaac went out to meditate. This is the first time this word meditate appears in the Bible. It's the first time. First time the English word appears in the Bible. This particular Hebrew word is the first and only time it appears in the Bible. But it's the, uh, this word that's used here in the Hebrew has as its root meaning to be absorbed in A thought, for example. It means to deeply reflect on. But I like the idea of to be absorbed in thought. To be absorbed in thought. Isaac had this habit of of meditating, to be absorbed in thought. He was a meditator, Isaac was. And this activity of Isaac, it's captured for us here in verse 63 to tell us this was a unique habit with Isaac in the Bible here, He wants to tell us that, because the Bible captures these certain activities of persons so that we can get to know them, and say, like, okay, what's Isaac? He's a meditator. How do you know? It says he went out to the field to meditate, and he uses this activity of Isaac because God wants us to see this about Isaac. See, he's, God is, when he writes his Bible, he's not just taking, well, I think that's interesting. I'll take an event there, and then that event there, that event there, and I'll you know, make a nice book. He doesn't do that, he chooses events to tell us about people and God so that we'll know people and God. And so Isaac loved to take time just to think. See, the fact that he wanted to stay by the well, the well of the, of the living one that sees me, she shows that Isaac, he liked to take time to think about how God was seeing him and how God provided for him based on what God saw. That's a challenge for us, that we take time the end of our day, to think back over the day, review, how did God see me today? How did he provide for me? Review. If we don't take time to think about that, then we miss it. And we won't see how God provided for us. And we'll be guilty of taking God's care for us for granted. Now, not Isaac. This wasn't Isaac. No, this was the highlight of his day. And when he would go off alone and meditate in that field at eventide, oh, that was the best day of the time, best time of the day for him. See, during the day, here's how it worked. Houses, fields, right? So during the day, houses are empty, fields are full, full of people. During the night, reverse. During the night, houses are full, fields are empty. So when we see Isaac going out to meditate in the field at eventide, we have to keep in our minds how at eventide, the houses are full of people and the fields are empty. So when we read in verse 63, Isaac went out to meditate in the field at eventide. We can picture there, there's Isaac. He's in the house with all the people who have come from the field. And when it says, Isaac went out to meditate, see, it's very important for us to see the words, Isaac went out. And we can ask the question, where, 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 where did he go out from? And the answer would be from the house, the house. And Isaac went out from the house to the field. And we can see all the people in the house and we can see inside the house, Isaac is doing something very unusual. You know, what's with Isaac? Where's he going? he has to go to the bathroom? He's not coming back. See, He's doing something no one else was doing because he's getting up and he's heading for the door. And we can imagine people in the house saying, you know, Isaac, where are you going, Isaac? You know, Isaac, why are you leaving, Isaac? Isaac, we've been in the field all day and now you're going into the field. You know, Isaac... What's the matter? You don't like our company? You got to leave? See, so when we read the words in verse 62, Isaac went out to meditate. We can see Isaac saying to himself, It's not that I don't like your company, I like the company of God better. See? But he's not going to say that. So, but what he does feel from this is pressure. See? Isaac's under pressure to not go out and meditate in the field to the even time. And we know. We can know how, my Isaac, how the others made Isaac feel when he went out to the meditate at the, the even time. And that reminds me of the time, times when Cheryl told me about how when she lived at home with her parents and her parents always made sure that, that she and her sister and her brother were at church every Sunday. But Cheryl loved the Bible and she read it and read it and read it and she thought about the Bible. See, she was like Isaac. She liked to think of it. She was a meditator, meditator on God. So when, when, when Cheryl would read the Bible at home, her mother used to say to her, Cheryl, what are you doing? Are you reading the Bible again? She would say, don't you have anything better to do than to read the Bible? She would say, she would say aren't you gonna join the rest of us now instead of reading the Bible? Cheryl, if you keep reading their Bible, that Bible, you're gonna turn into a hermit. She would say, you know, it was a lot of pressure for her at home. And the pressure was so strong that at night, she'd go to bed with a flashlight, pull the covers over her head, and read the Bible, See, because of all the pressure. See, just like Isaac, in verse 63, Cheryl went out to meditate under the covers <laughs> at the eventide. That's why those words in verse 63 are so important, that, that Isaac went out that's important for us, because the went out to shows that it's not easy to meditate on God, it's it's the pressure against the practice of meditating on God that's seen in the words, Isaac went out to meditate, Cheryl went out to meditate, and if you and I are going to set as a goal to meditate on God, then we've got to put our name in that statement, our name went out to meditate, see? So we've seen in the words, went out to meditate, there's going to be pressure on us not to meditate. It may, it may come from others, as in the case of Cheryl's mom. Praise the Lord. Cheryl doesn't have to put her head anymore under the covers to read her Bible. <laughs> pressure may come from others. May come from others. And if we want to meditate on God, we're going to have to join Isaac in verse 63 and go out from the people to meditate on God. We're going to have to take that stand. We're going to have to go under the covers with the flashlight if it's, that's what it takes to, to, to read the Bible at night because your mother says, what are you doing? It may come from our own, our own restless minds. We have restless minds that somehow at the time we want to meditate on God. And just, just for some reason we seem to remember with an absolute perfect clarity everything that's on our to-do list. I mean, you know, we can't even find the to-do list during the day. But now all of a sudden we can see this perfectly in front of us. And our minds not only remember those items, but then our mind, we see them in our mind on the, to, uh, on the to-do list. But now, all of a sudden, our mind is putting asterisks and exclamation points by these items on the to-do list. And if we want to meditate on God, we have to join Isaac in verse 63 and go out from our to-do list to meditate on God. See, meditation on God requires a verse 63, verse 63 going out from what keeps us from meditating on God. And there are the next words of verse 63 that are so important to show us that he went out to meditate in the field at eventide. That's a place of aloneness with God. And that doesn't mean that, well, if we, I don't have a field at eventide, so I can't go meditate on God. That doesn't mean that. It means that mentally, we put ourselves in a solitary place, a place of solitude. Cheryl, she had this unique ability that when she read the Bible, she could just shut the world off around her, except for her mother. And when Cheryl was reading her Bible, you could stand next to her, you could talk to her. She wouldn't listen, to, she wouldn't hear you. She'd be in another world. That's what irritated her mother so much. When Cheryl read the Bible, she just left planet Earth. You know, Whatever the practice is, which might be, as in Cheryl's case, mentally closing off the world around us, in Isaac's case, going out in the field at at, at even time. It may be earplugs on a bus. There may be a, it, it, it has to be a closing off of the distractions in order to meditate on God. And that's where we see the strong intention expressed in the words of verse 63, Isaac went out to meditate on God. That's the first step, is the strong intention to close off Everything that distracts before meditation and prayer, that's what the Lord Jesus Christ was communicating in Matthew 6, 6 when he said, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which seeth in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret he'll reward you openly. See, there are two significant words that the Lord Jesus Christ said has to be done before prayer. Enter and shut. Enter into thy closet. shut. Thy door. Both are vital before meditation and prayer can start, because both those words express strong intention of what we see Isaac doing in a, in a verse 63, when it says Isaac went out to meditate in the field. See, when the Lord says, "Enter into the thy closet," that's equivalent in verse 63 to went. Isaac went. That's like Isaac. He enters in the closet to meditate, pray to God. He went. But then the Lord said, "Shut." thy door. That's equivalent to the word out. He went out in verse 63. He went out from the house, other people. It's like Isaac, shutting the door of his closet, meditate and pray to God. But before entering into the closet and shutting the door, and that's necessary, before you do that, there has to be the intention that, that I'm, I'm going to do this. If we just enter into the closet and don't shut the door, then we've gone off to meditate, but we leave the door open. And you know what that means. When anybody sees a door open, that means I can come in and, and, and interrupt. I can disrupt here. But when we enter into the closet and shut the door, then the message is sent and we have determined nothing is going to interrupt my time of meditation and prayer to God. See, going into the closet and shutting the door to meditate and pray to God means determination. And at the eventide, something has to be done to shut out the distractions, in order to meditate and pray to God. In the eventide, time is limited before you go to sleep. Something else has to go. Something else has to be shut out. At night, we, what do we have to shut out in order to meditate and pray to God? Watching the television, finding out and getting, you know, like, like we're some kind of news anchor and we've got to present the news, so somehow we have to be totally educated on every news item that happened locally and around the world. <laughs> it takes time. Learning about, that somehow we become now, you know, weatherologists, and so now we have to know everything about the high pressure and the low pressure and everything coming out and what the, what the weather's going to be for the next 14 days. Or, 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 or reading and responding to emails. Somehow the world is going to collapse if we don't get to the email right away. Or searching the internet. of the I must find out. All of that, see? To go out and meditate in the field at time is not easy, And it doesn't happen with a relaxing, I'll float into it. Get me my cup of coffee, I'll sit in my recliner chair, and I'll float into God's presence. Shall I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease? Sounds pretty good, (laughs) No, there is a battle. There is a struggle to go out and meditate. There is a battle. There is a struggle to go into the closet and shut the door. And when we try to go into the meditation and prayer closet, It just feels, we try to walk there. It feels like there's so many feet that are stepping on our feet. We can't move our feet, blocking us from going into the closet. And when we get in the closet and we want to reach out our hand to shut the door, we feel like there are so many hands holding our hand back. It's a battle, it's a struggle. Going out to meditate in the field at even time or entering into the closet and shutting the door is not easy. Going out to meditate in the field or at even time shutting the door is expressed. You have to express a strong intention. You want to be alone with God. And what verse 63 is telling us is that Isaac had this strong intention to be alone with God. Others might look at, at Isaac and they say, oh, you know, I feel so sorry for Isaac. Ever since his mama died, he just wants to go out into that field and be alone. We try to be with him, but, you know, he, he, he doesn't want to join our groups. Poor Isaac. He just goes out in the field at dusk. He's to be alone. Isaac in the field, he's all alone. He must be so lonely. His mama died. It breaks my heart to see Isaac in that field all alone. I wish I could help Isaac from his loneliness. And Isaac did look alone in the field at dusk. But the reality was he wasn't alone because who he was with could not be seen. He was meditating, he was praying, he was with the Lord Jesus, Jehovah Jesus out there in the field at dusk. And that meant God was with him. God is with a person who separates himself from the world around him to meditate and pray. Just as it says in Proverbs 18.1, through desire, a man having separated himself seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. See, In the book of Proverbs, wisdom's a person. That person is identified for us. Christ is made unto us all wisdom. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. What that verse in Proverbs 18.1 is telling us is that there's only one way that a person will find and meet with God and have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's through desire. Through desire. Not just a casual desire. Strong desire. Through an intention. Not just a casual intention. Strong intention. With this strong desire intention is what the Lord meant when he said in, in Jeremiah 29.13, and you'll seek me, And you'll find me when you'll seek me, you'll search for me with all your heart. That's the casual seeker doesn't doesn't find God. It's very important to see our verse in verse 63. It does not say Isaac went out in the field at, at eventide. Isaac did not separate himself from the world around him just to be separated from the world around him. See, verse 63 says those all important words, Isaac went out to meditate in the field at eventide. He separated himself from the world around him so he could find God. And that's, that's what's emphasized about the Nazarite. When the Nazarite would do these strange things like let all his hair grow long, he'd be different, he'd separate himself from the world. And it says in Numbers 6, 5, all the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head until the days be fulfilled in the which he separated himself unto the Lord. The Isaac didn't just go out into the field. He went out to meditate in the field. And all the separations for one purpose, to be alone with God. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke about being alone when his disciples, he said they'd abandon him in John 16, 32, where he said, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, now is come. You shall be scattered, everyone to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet, I'm not alone because the Father's with me. See, he said every one of his disciples are going to abandon him, run for their lives, leave him alone. It's very, very significant. He says, you're going to leave me alone. And the Lord said, I'm not going to be alone. Sounds like double talk. See, because he says something very important. I'm not alone because the Father is with me. See, on one hand, I'm alone. On the other hand, I'm not alone. In fact, he was saying, the more he said, in fact, the more he was saying, I'm going to be alone, the more he was saying, I'm not going to be alone. And by saying that, he expressed a principle for us. We are never less alone than when we are alone. As believers, we are never less alone than when we are alone. See, on the surface, it doesn't make any sense. If we don't read his full explanation, he says, you know, of why he's not alone. And he explains this because the Father is with him. And the more he was left alone by others, the more the Father was with him. Which means the more we are left alone by others, the more the Father is with us. We are never less alone than when we are alone. See, being with Cheryl for almost 45 years, I was not alone because Cheryl was with me. But when Cheryl died, I was afraid of being alone. And, and at first, I filled up all my evenings with you know meetings or company over for dinner and all these things. And I started to notice that when I was alone at night, it was wonderful, wonderful time, be alone with God. Now I really look forward to, to being alone. Don't invite me. As a matter of fact, I'm really happy to be alone. I feel guilty about it because people come to me and say, must be really hard for you. You must be so lonely. I feel, I feel, so, there's, oh, it's, there's something. Uh, you look so sad. You know, you know, it's hard. Truth is, no. <laughs> it's a wonderful time because this principle in John 13, 16, 32, Cheryl left me alone, yet I'm not alone. Father's with me. People say, how are you, Tom? How are you getting along? I, I feel like, I can't tell I'm wonderful. It's wonderful. What kind of a terrible person is, him, is he? So I said, so I, it's hard, but I'm managing to get through the storm. <laughs> the truth is, when I used to come home, I used to open the door and shout, Cheryl, I'm home. You know, now we can spend a nice evening together. Now I get home, open the door, and I shout, Lord, I'm home. Now we can spend a nice evening together. You know? see? So in verse 63, we don't want to overlook the words at the eventide. See, the evening's a wonderful time to spend with God. See, this is a time to bring to God everything that happened during the day. We see how God undertook for the day. You know, there, you know again, you know, there's no verse markers between verse 62 and 63, so it just kind of flows. He goes staying at the well of the living, living one who sees him, and then he wants to meditate with God. So it says that, you know, what he wants to do is just, just to review the, how the living one saw him during the day. He wants to ask God. We want to ask him. We want to do that. We want to say, Lord, okay, uh, you know, I want to just review here uh, all the wonderful ways in which you saw me and provided for me today, that you do that even. Uh, you know, it's a, it, it, and also, you know, when you saw me, you not only provided me, but you also saw me when I didn't want you to see me, and I'm sorry for that. That's confession. That's important. And then, Lord, you brought these, these uh, opportunities to me. You brought challenges to me. Can we just review a little bit those those that that happened during the day? Did I seize them? What were the opportunities I had today? Let me count them. See, that's meditating at eventide. Did I seize them? Let me see. That's it, meditating at eventide. Father, were you happy with what I did with this situation and with this? Because if you're happy, I'm happy. That's all that matters. That's meditating at eventide. If I could replay the day, would I change anything? That's meditating at eventide. You know, who would ever plant seeds and not water them? You waste them. The evening time is when you water the seeds of the words that were spoken with prayer. Watering the seed planted is, is, is asking God to make those seeds grow. That's prayer at even time. See, it's the time when we meet with God and we release all the tensions that are built up in the day. We get refreshed for the next day. That's meditation at even time. See, it's a time when we let our weariness and our fatigueness of the day be replaced by God's strength to enable us to run and not be weary and to walk and not faint and mount up to God with the wings of an eagle. That's meditating at eventide. That's what he's referring to in Isaiah 40, 31, where he says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So from verse 63, we see Isaac, he's a meditator. And meditation always has its friend walking hand in hand. You know, it's interesting. First time I saw this, I said, what are they doing? In Ethiopia, men, women, you know, they will link their little fingers together and walk, you know. I remember one time I saw the ambassador of Ethiopia. We were together with him at Project Mercy, and he was walking with the director of Project Mercy, and I was like this, and he turned around and looked at me, and he said, I'm not gay. Okay, you know, (laughs) so they walk like this, see, they're friends. They link their pinkies together. And they're friends. See? That's what they do in Ethiopia. So don't get shocked if somebody wants to do that with Ethiopia anyway. Because, um, well, there's, you know, you know meditation is a friend, and it has its pinky linked together with prayer. Meditation and prayer are friends. They walk together like that. And meditation is to think about, is to deeply consider all the aspects. We have so much to think about, how wonderful God is how wonderful the Lord Jesus Christ is, how complete and wonderful his salvation from sin is, how wonderful heaven is, how wonderful eternity with God is, how wonderful that God has provided for us. See, verse 63 paints a picture for us of Isaac going outside into the field on a walk with meditation and prayer. And we see Isaac in verse 63, he's going outside in the field alone. It's a challenge for us. Separate, separate from the busy day. And what does he do? He goes outside so he can lift up his eyes, he lift up his eyes and look to heaven and think about heaven above him. And then and, and and then lower his eyes and look around and think about earth around him. And now that I'm looking around me, I'm going to think about earth. I'm gonna think about here how God has watched over me, the work that God has given me to do, what the lost souls are, who the lost souls are that he wants me to reach for him today, how I can encourage other Christians on earth, how I can honor and worship the Lord Jesus Christ here on earth, that's all looking around, looking at heaven, I am going to heaven, I will go to God, I'm gonna live forever with him, it's gonna be wonderful, that's looking above. This is what meditation is, this is what Isaac did, and this is why it's so important, verse 63, Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for being the God of Isaac. Thank you so much for Isaac and how much he teaches us of how needful it is for us to be like Isaac. Give us the strength, Lord, to go out. Give us, Lord, the knowledge. Time is limited. Windows of opportunity are passing and help us, Lord, to put as first priority going out to meditate, pray with you.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened and downloaded for free at God o r g friendshipwithgod.org or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries call us at 800-247-3051